My name is Sydney LaFleur Murphy and welcome to the Life at Peace podcast. This show is all about tackling the stuff that fuels our everyday demands, doubts, and dysfunction in our perpetual pursuit of peace. Get ready for deep thoughts and challenging topics, all grounded in biblical truth. Enjoy the show. Use what you've got. We're going to talk about talent in this episode and pull from Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30, which details the parable of the talents or the parable of the bags of gold or silver, depending on which translation you're reading. So I'm going to uh, break this down for y'all or first paraphrase it, then break it down. And yeah, then we'll just go on from there. But essentially, for those of you guys who are not familiar, there are four key players in the parable. There's a master and three of his servants. So the master is preparing to leave on a long trip. And before he leaves, he wants to share some of his wealth with his servants. So he calls them over. And the first one he gives five talents or five bags of gold to. The second servant gets two talents. And the third servant gets one talent. The Bible was careful to mention that each servant received the talents according to his ability. That's important. We'll get we'll uh, talk about it later. But after the master has distributed these, he leaves. At once, the five-talent servant goes out and he puts his money to work, as the scripture says, and he yields five more talents. The two-talent servant goes out and does the same thing, gets two more talents. The third uh, servant, the one-talent servant, goes and digs a hole in the ground and puts his talent there for safekeeping, (laughs) I I can only assume, and doesn't do anything else with it. The master eventually returns as we keep, uh, as we make our way through the passage, and he checks in with his servants to see what they did with the talents. So the five-talent servant runs over to him and says, Master, look, you've given me, you gave me five talents and I've yielded five more. So he had a total of 10 to show his master. The master praised him and said, well done, good and faithful servant. I have given you, you've been faithful over a few things. Now we'll make you ruler over many. Come and enter into your master's happiness. The two-talent servant, same thing goes to the master, shows him the two uh, additional talents that he earned, and is praised equally. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your master's happiness. The third servant, the one-talent servant, he brings back the one talent that he was given in the beginning, and he says, Master, I know that you're a hard man, uh, gathering seed where none has been scattered, and so I was afraid and hid your talent in the ground so nothing would happen to it. Here, have it back. And master does not praise him, doesn't congratulate him, nothing of the sort. Instead, he says, you wicked and lazy servant. And then he goes on to say, if you knew this about me, that I gather seed where none has been scattered, you should have at least put the money or the talent into a, with a banker so that I could have earned interest on it when I returned. So, um, yeah, so he was not pleased <laughs> to say the least. We keep going and he says... So take the talent from him uh, who has one and give it to the, the servant who has 10. For he who has will be given more and he who does not have, even what he does have, will it will be taken from him. Then the parable ends with the master saying, throw this wicked and lazy servant out into the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right, breakdown time. So the master in the story is Jesus, and the talents are the talents that God gives each of us at the beginning of our lives to go out and serve him, to make the world a better place, to advance his kingdom. 
all those wonderful things. And the five and two talent servants, well, really all three of them were given the talents according to his, to their individual abilities. So I told you we're coming back to that. This is an indicator that God does not give each of us the same amount of talent. And this isn't a good or bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. He created us. He put our gifts inside of us and he knows which of us are going to work to hone those gifts and to discover them, tap into the potential. And he knows which of us are not going to do that. So he invests talents in us accordingly, which he did in the story as as we uh, just paraphrased here. So the five and two talent servants, we can note that they were both praised equally. They both went out, put their talents to work, brought back the returns, and the master was pleased and said, well done, good and faithful servant. The issue he had with the one talent servant wasn't the fact that he had one talent. Again, he gave him what he could handle. The issue was that the one talent servant buried his talent and he did not use it. He didn't do anything with it. So we could just parallel this to, you know, in real life, what would it look like to sow our talents or to to invest them? And I'm going to use my family, for example. All four of us are content creators. (laughs) Uh, We all have our little niches that we do. Uh, Dad is cars. Mom is uh, hair and beauty. Sister is anime. And I'm peace. (laughs) So we've taken just our natural um, giftings, or I guess really anime is not a gift, but my sister has natural gifting for, um, she's funny. She is um, just a very good writer, um, very good, very deep thinker. And so she took those talents and put them into her anime YouTube channel, Meanie Mosey, which I will link this in the show notes or in the description if you're watching on YouTube. And so each of us, we found our little passion, our, our area, our, our um, you know, areas of gifting and decided to use those to build platforms and to be content creators. That's just one example. If you're gifted with singing or music, you could join your church's worship team or the choir. Um, If you're, uh, let's see, if you love just encouraging people, lifting lifting them up, you could become a life coach or an advisor or a counselor, something like that. So it's really, these are just a, a few of examples here that I'm just thinking of, thinking of off the top of my head, but investing our gifts just looks like taking what you're good at, what you're naturally gifted in, and sharing it with somebody. It doesn't have to be on this large, grandiose platform, but just sharing with the people in your life, your community, your family. And the returns on those investments, just to parallel what the parable was talking about, might be that somebody gives their life to Christ. <laughs> that that would be an amazing one. Another return on the investment, so to speak, could be someone discovering their own talents or their own gifts. Maybe watching you, they've been inspired to try something themselves or you know, they've been inspired to go out and and seek what they're good at. So, in you know, lots of different ways for the investment to be returned. Someone could go out and share the gospel with somebody else after watching the way that you use your talent so gracefully and, and just so effortlessly. So that's what essentially the takeaway that I got from reading the parable and um, just looking at the principle of investing and then seeing the returns to show the master, to show Jesus. And that's why he entrusts us with talents in the first place is to bring people to him Uh, to cause people to go deeper in their walk with him and to 
unlock their potential so that they can do the same thing in turn. So our talents are not just meant for us to enjoy in a vacuum. We're to go out and share those with the world, share them with the kingdom of God. And maybe some of us know those five talent people, as I'm going to call them, who just seem like they're good at everything. (laughs) There's nothing they can't do. Everything they touch is just successful. And you can clearly see that God has blessed them with a boatload of talent. (laughs) And, you know, knowing that God distributes talent according to each person's ability, then you can stop to maybe consider Well, the people that have a lot of talent and are actively using it, God knew that they were going to steward their talents wisely. So that's why he was able to entrust them with so much. So it's not a comparison. It's not a competition. God was pleased in the story. He was pleased with the servants who just took what he gave them and used it. That's all. That's all he's asking for us. When we give an account to him at the end of our lives, he's not going to ask or look at us in comparison to our neighbor, to our family members, to our friends who had more talent or less talents than we did. All he wants to see is what did you do with it? And we'll be rewarded accordingly. Now, I recognize that this is maybe a little bit difficult to come to terms with because society places value on different talents. (laughs) So instead of chasing what we're good at or embracing it, we try to we, we try to just go outside of our comfort zone into maybe an area that we have no business being in. <laughs> like you hate engineering, but you've pursued that career because it's going to yield a lot of money or you'll get your return on investment from you know paying for your college degree. We go into these different fields or these we chase these professions that we think are going to give us meaning and fulfillment because of the paycheck, and we're left just empty and really dreading going to work at the end of the day. So, you know, society values certain talents over others. This is obvious in the way that people are compensated for the work that they do. But this emphasis and this importance on certain gifts over others really runs counter to how God views gifts. Because remember, everything comes from him. So he doesn't see something as you know more or less important than, than another thing. It all works together. We all need each other to lean on and uh, for motivation, encouragement, and to help us call greatness out of each other. Proverbs 18.16 even says that a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. Some translations say it brings him before kings. So does this mean that everyone's going to blow up on TikTok and YouTube and have millions of followers and be famous someday? No, (laughs) that would be naive to even put that out there to assert that. What the scripture means, however, is that those of us who hone our gifts and our abilities and really put effort into being the best we can be, that'll make room for us to enter spaces and places where we can use those gifts to influence other people. Even if it's at the community level or if it's on a national stage or an international stage, whatever that looks like for you know different people, that means we'll be brought to a place where we can um, actively put our gifts on display for the benefit of other people, for their edification, and for God's glory. I mean, just look at America's Got Talent. It's a show that's been on for a million seasons, and every season they bring on singers, dancers, comedians acrobats, daredevil acts like the knife throwing and uh, juggling with weapons and all <laughs> all those other things. I even saw a commercial uh, one season with this guy who was dragging heavy objects across the stage with his nipples and it was <laughs> it was just really weird and I could not watch it. But 
I use that an example just because, um, you know, that's a big platform where people, you know, go on there and, you know, you hear the success stories, you know, of the acts that make it through and keep moving on to the, you know, to each round. And these people have been practicing, honing their talents for years, for decades in some cases. And then America's Got Talent serves as their big break where they get to be on such a large stage, large platform and share what they can do with the world. So that's just one concrete example. But obviously everyone's not going to audition for America's Got Talent. Your platform might you know, appear very different. It could be in your church, could be in your, your, your workplace, um, just could just be in the community, whatever that's going to be. Uh, you won't know until it happens. So the point here is that whatever God has given you to use, steward it wisely, steward your time, your resources, ask for help, do what you need to do to bring out the gifts that God has placed in you. And something that my pastor always likes to remind us is that we weren't created for all of our gifts to come out at the same time. So there's gifts, there's talents in each of us that we don't even know yet. (laughs) They're waiting to be discovered. And under the certain circumstances or you know, situations, that's when they're going to come out. That's when we'll get to tap into, you know, that reservoir, so to speak, um, to see what we have that's been hidden, you know, all along. So at least I believe him. I, I believe that's true for every person that, you know, the more that you go through life and have more experiences, the more you'll be put in situations where you're challenged. And these challenges can bring out new things from you that you didn't know were there. So the last point I want to make in this episode is that, you know, talking about all these talents and such, it's easy to get caught up in the idea that we have to monetize every talent. And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. (laughs) This is definitely going to be countercultural to, you know, obviously the idea of making money and just uh, all these different side streams and and, uh, revenue, uh, sources of revenue. But I, I feel like I just have to say this because it's so easy if you're multi-talented, you have all these things going for you, it's easy to feel that pressure to turn one or at least one of those things into another source of income. Now, there's plenty of people who are using all their talents and as ways to make money, and that's excellent. It definitely can be done. But if you're feeling pressure to do it and you really don't want to or, or you'd rather not, just stop to think about that. You know, do you have the bandwidth? to add on another side hustle? (laughs) Do you have the commitment? Do you have the dedication? Or would you be willing to invest in that uh, side hustle? And as a result of this pressure, I think a lot of people have a hard time just picking up hobbies because a hobby is purely for pleasure. It's just for fun. There's no no income attached to it. Um, It's really just something that you do just to get away from working and you know, because of that, I, I've talked to even coworkers at my job and just asked, so what do you like to do for fun on the weekends or when you get some time off? And a lot of people have a hard time answering that question. <laughs> There's just so much uh, pressure to, to make money. So if you have a lot of talents, it's okay to just keep some of those as hobbies. I've been playing the flute for almost 15 years. Love it. It's been such a huge part of my life, but I'm not about to go out to clubs and, you know, play gigs (laughs) to get some extra money. That doesn't make sense for the direction that my life is going. On top of that, I've never had a passion or I've never had the desire, I should say, to become a professional musician. So I'm content to leave music as a hobby 
and you know that's fine with me. So if you feel like you're in the same boat where you got something that you're really good at but you don't feel like making it into a business, then don't. <laughs> that's you know really just that simple. So wrapping up this episode, I would just encourage you to pay attention to what people notice about you and the things, the positive things, the compliments that they give you. Because I, I'd like to think of these as indicators, little hints, little nudges from God about the direction that we should maybe try to pursue for our lives. For example, you're so funny, or you're awesome with people, or you just always have a way with words. I tend to take those things very seriously, um, because I, I just think there's more to it, and that could just be a little clue as to what we should really tap into. But uh, yeah, that's what I have for you guys. Um, if you're questioning what your talents are, or you know you don't know where to look, just ask God. I would just pray about it and he will, he's very faithful to show those things to you. He put those talents in you and he wants them to be activated. He wants you to use them. So he's more than happy to answer those questions for you and, you know, put people in your path to help you discover those. So thank you all for tuning in. I am on social media. So if you're not already following, be sure to go on Facebook and Instagram. Keep up with the podcast, with the shorts, with the other happenings on social media. And feel free to also share this episode with people who you want to hear it, who you think would get some value from it. And as always, um, I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Take care. Peace.